guys welcome to another episode of get up 10 i'm really excited about today's episode i got into such a good conversation with today's guest but before i talk about her i just want to let you know in case you don't know and if you don't know where you've been at i'm an author now i got a book it's called thrive how to let go find purpose and flourish when staying seems easier and you can get your copy right now like right literally like right now you can go get your copy on amazon or barnes and noble and yeah you should go do that i think it's a really good idea so anyways this week we are talking with erica perry better known as coach perry she is a youth mental wellness coach and speaker she empowers female athletes and coaches to prioritize their health and mental game to reach their full potential and we had a really dope conversation. Our conversation was just evidence of the fact that like where you meet people at is not where they always have been, right? Because when I met Coach Perry, she was definitely in a position of leadership. I looked up to her and I still look up to her and she's just bringing all this energy. She's such an amazing person for accountability and just like ideas and encouragement. So to have this opportunity to sit with her and actually hear her story and what she's been through, I was shocked because I would have never guessed that because of just the presence and the energy that she brings on a daily basis. I would have never, ever been able to guess what she's been through. And so it was so dope to hear her story. And I just really value like who she is as a person. And y'all going to hear it like the way that she talks when it comes to self-awareness and character is just so commendable. And she's out here ready to pour into our youth, especially our young girls. And so if you hear this episode and you really love what she's saying and you have connections to a school, definitely hit her up. And we are going to mention during the show, she does have shirts and hoodies and like gear that says talkers versus doers. And it's one of the coolest looking t-shirts that I own. And so if you want to get your own and rep her brand, because this t-shirt is tough, y'all. Like I is you guys see it. I'm going to have to post a picture with it. But if you want to get a t-shirt, she'll customize it for you. I will be sure to drop her contact info in the show notes but enough of me let's get into this conversation with coach perry hey guys welcome to another episode of get up 10 i am here with erica perry although most of us affectionately know her as coach perry hey coach welcome to get up 10 hey hey thank you thank you for welcoming me how are you i'm good I think I got a little Christmas spirit on me today. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. Yeah. I might release this episode in 2024, but it's fine. Christmas. I feel like Christmas spirit can be. It's like a. it should be a year round thing. Like, hey, we, we present our gift to people every day. So Christmas is every day. So if you guys hear this in 2024. You are a gift. You give somebody else a gift. Period. Yeah, but the other day I was thinking, like, I wish that the houses were lit up all year because I really love it. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, my neighborhood, they did not go all out this year. And literally to say that I didn't put anything but a tree up. I'm like, look, where y'all like it. So, yeah, it was one of those things that I've been going to other neighborhoods looking at like. Yeah, it's like that sometimes. It's fine. So... 
let me give you the rundown on Get Up 10. We talk about resilience. We talk about authenticity and just like being yourself. And it stems from a Cardi B song, but I always make the disclaimer, like I do not follow Cardi B. I don't know what she got going on these days. It was just at the time when I created my podcast, like that was part of the inspiration because in one of her songs she says knock me down nine times but I get up 10 like myself in the mirror I said we gonna win knock me down nine times but I get up 10 and then I also just admired like when I was more plugged in I'll just say overall like when I was more plugged into like celebrity gossip and all that kind of stuff because I've definitely taken a step back from all that because it's just too much but anyways when I was more when I had more time to dabble in that stuff, <laughs> um, I noticed that like Cardi B was very transparent throughout her rise to fame or whatever you want to call it. And I really admired that because she would come on Instagram live like with her wig off or like before her teeth was fixed or like just hanging at her grandma's apartment. Well, not her grandma's, but, you know, just in the in the projects, whatever. Yeah, like it, it wasn't yeah. about like bragging and being polished and like showing off all of her money or all of her material thing it wasn't about that she was just showing up as herself and I really respected that because I know and you know as well like so many of us make excuses as to why we can't show up on social media or even just outside period we're big on that part exactly so that's kind of like the the values, the ideas behind my podcast. So with that being said, how has life knocked you down? Oh, man. Where shall I start? I know we talked about I only have like a few minutes. <laughs> oh, where are um, but I guess um, getting to where I am now, when we're talking about life knocked down. And I'm going to make the say of, although, like you said, you get knocked down, you can still get up 10 times. And we see it as a knockdown, but so many things I have seen as a visualization of something greater. Um, but perhaps where the last few years have been tremendous for me, um, in 2020 during COVID, um, I decided to speak out about some things that was going on at a particular place that I then worked at. And between speaking out, I was let go. But the speak out was concerning people of the black and brown community that looks like me. And because I chose to do that, something that I had put over 10 and a half years with degrees, everything helped them start and implement programs or directors of the program, they let me go. And at that point in my life, so many things changed because I never expected where I started transitioning to adults would let me go because of something that I was hired for, which was to speak up. So in the midst of doing that, I was knocked down because I've been on my own since college. You know, went to school, got this amazing job. So I say, have a nice home, various cars. I am a little hot girl, ride motorcycles and everything. I got all this stuff, you know, and then I'm told during the worst time of our economy, we no longer need you. And it took a drastic turn for me because it was coming to understanding that these are people I've known to babysit their kids. I've talked to them on a daily basis. I went over and beyond. When they say 40 hours, I did 80 hours. Just so much 
And for them to do that with no explanation, it was just like, wow, how did this happen? And matter of fact, it was where I had just sent reporting to them saying, hey, here's a reporting. I'm on that reporting a day later. They got this huge grant listing my name as the continuing program director. And I was just crushed. So I went into anxiety, depression hard, not knowing where I'm going to go, facing the reality that, hey, you may have to go back to your mom's house that you left at 17 and you swore to yourself that you wasn't going to go back, which that's what I said. I wasn't going to go back. So I was going to do everything that, everything that I could. Thankfully that I did have savings and some other things, you know, set around to be able to push me to that level. But even with job loss, it's a form of grief. Nobody tell you how that's going to affect you. Nobody tell you that thought frame. Again, right out of college, I went into this job for over 10 years. So that was all that I knew. So to say I got to transfer to something else, it hit me for a loop. But in the midst of that, so many other great things have came along and coming along. And I would say, and some people are going to look at this and say, this girl is crazy. Although my background is social work and psychology, I was thankful and I still am thankful for that depression. I'm thankful for that anxiety. anxiety. I'm thankful for those nights that I second guess why I should even be here. Because me in between those moments, allowed me to feel what other people are feeling and be okay talking about it. If it was 2020, 2021, I would have been boo-hooing on the crime. I couldn't talk about it. But now I've defeated that part and I'm able to bring awareness to other people about mental health, grief, and other things and know that it looks different in so many different forms of fashion. But in between that time frame, me sitting on those beds every night complaining, about how they let me go and what they're doing. It was about three o'clock in the morning and I just sat up in the bed. And I was like, okay, so what you gonna do, coach? You gonna continue to talk about it? Or you gonna get up and do something about it? Or are you gonna tell people how to actually be proactive? And that birth, talkers versus doors, my clothing line. It came through a storm, it came through pain. And it's moving greatly, and I'm able to talk about it and implement it into programs and things that I'm doing. But it's so profound with us just as individuals. We talk about circumstances that we're in, we cry about it, and we keep talking and talking. But when are you going to do something to change that circumstance? And that's what I'm doing now. So, yes, it was a downtime. Got knocked down so many times from that because... Food stamp, they did not want to get that to me. Unemployment, they did not want to get that to me. You still have savings. You have other accounts. So now everything that I work with my clients with, I'm looking like, oh, my God, these are the things that they was telling me. I'm calling, and people are having the worst attitude. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, okay, I see why some of that stuff be on the news. <laughs> because as I'm calling these people, they're just, okay, we don't have your paperwork. Okay, you can't do it. And me still trying to profane and be professional. I'm like, ma'am, if you could just explain this to me. Unfortunately, I've never been in this situation, so I don't understand. Yes, I look like you. Yes, I talk like you. But I did a different path. That doesn't say I'm not better than you, but can you please explain to me? I had individuals just like, no, we're not going to explain this process. 
And I know it may sound childish and stuff, but I just didn't know the numbers. I didn't know what to call the call for help. My lights got turned off. Nobody knew. And I was afraid to call and tell people like, hey, I've reached to that point of my life where lights got turned off. It was even a point of the time that with those lights in my refrigerator stopped working that for a week and a half, I was eating out my garage. I literally got coolers, put food and everything in my garage just to keep my food and stuff cold. But I didn't know who or where to go to. So these are things in the last three years when people look at me and like, oh my gosh, she's doing it, she's speaking. I have struggled. I've been through so many challenges and changes. But as I said, I'm thankful because this informed and showed me some of the things that so many people are facing on a daily basis and how to talk about it and how to be okay talking about it and how to smile about it because once we allow things to take over us in a negative tone or a negative way, it will take away from us. So now I, I smile about the traumas. I smile about the pain because they have made me a better person. And they're going to continue to make me a better person. Just wow. my little sis. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea that you went through all that. I mean, of course, mm-hmm. I just met you this year. Well, I'll say 2023 for, you know, just in case. For clarity, <laughs> but I had no idea that you went through all of that. And even this morning, um, I was listening to All the Above by Mano. I don't know if you remember that song. It's a couple years old. And okay. there's one part where he says, like, thank you for making me struggle. Thank you for making me grind. I perfected my hustle. Tell me the world ain't mine. And that part Ooh. always gets me because, yeah, like, how many people have that attitude of like thank you for this struggle like I'm grateful for it and like I see that you do so that's huge and I was taking notes so I have some comments first of all I should have worn my talkers versus doers shirt today because that would have just made sense I love your shirt first of all you got shirts and like hoodies sweatshirts whatever you need she's got it she has different colors so we're definitely gonna Mm -hmm. drop that in the show notes because it's such a fire like the way that the design is, like I just love it. It's great for everyday wear, for travel, whatever. Anyways, oh, the point thank is, you. y'all need to get you one. So I'm gonna drop the Definitely. link for that. But the reason I didn't wear mine today is because it's like 40 degrees, 50 degrees here in Florida, and so it's basically like freezing outside. <laughs> oh, bless y'all, Florida weather. <laughs> yeah, we find you know our fathers, baby. We've been 30 and 20 for a minute. Yeah, no, I don't know what that's like no more. <laughs> but that's crazy Um, what you went through at your job. And it's something yeah. that a lot of people go through. And it could turn out so many different ways. But I can relate mm-hmm. to that because even as a nurse, like the hospitals that I work for, or one particular hospital, I'll say, they have this like culture quote unquote of like it's okay to make mistakes you know just let us know first and like you won't be punished and we want to hear your voice mm-hmm. your voice matters we want your input that's what they tell you Definitely. I learned real quick like when you actually speak up it's not it's not well received Definitely. so that happened to me I learned that lesson like fresh out of college like early into my career and honestly I, I feel like it let it I let that silence me like mm-hmm. I was like oh that's how y'all moving all right I'm just keep my mouth shut but then right. 
you get miserable when you you're just being silent when you know you have something to say it's like the same way of like when you're in a relationship and you have things that are bothering you but you choose not to say anything and you like you don't want to step on their toes you don't want to say nothing to them that's going to hurt them or harm them but then we delay our feelings because we're doing that for someone else exactly and this year i really realized how many parallels there are between Mm. like the workplace and relationships like oh yeah but wow okay oh and also you said like there's a a form of grief and losing your job and losing your job is one of the top five most stressful events that humans experience mm-hmm. the other ones mm-hmm. are, that are up there are like moving uh divorce loss of a loved one okay. i always forget what the other one is but losing your job is also on that list so yeah like mm-hmm. the stress the grief is very real but like I said, I never would have known today that you went through all of that. And I see mm-hmm. the opportunities that's coming your way now. Yeah, so, I tell you, like you say, God is so good. And it's still hard. I'm not going to sit here. And I, when I, anytime I'm talking or I'm doing a podcast, I like to be realistic with people and say, I'm still having problems. I'm human. It, you know, Truthfully, I got up this morning and I was just like, I don't want to do nothing today. I, I had one of those. I had a two things before this, and it was the scroll to just get up and do something because mentally I look on the outside and say, I should be farther along. Then I have to reel myself back in and say, No, you're where you need to be. And we fight that struggle with ourselves daily when we're doing things. Because one thing we got to understand as soon as we start seeing success, the devil here sees success too. So he's going to bring those conflicted things. And now I do more of the tea, do more of the meditation and the praying to reduce those things because those are still triggers with me when I come back and I look at things and like, oh, I could have had A, B, C, and B if they would not want to go. I had this whole, you know, account of money saved up that I was putting into the company that right about now I could have had several thousands of dollars, but all that was taken away from me. So I go back to anger and grief. And then I'm on social media. I'm looking like, yep, I know your kid. I know your child. I ain't going to do that though. <laughs> you know? So it takes you back into those areas and that mental aspect. But you got to keep fighting. You got to keep going. Yeah. You got to know it's better. Yes, for sure. Thank you for adding that because it's easy to just be like, yeah, everything's good now. <laughs> And everything's not good. But that's so true. That's like the, I think the word is like duality. That is the duality of life. It's like you could be winning in one area, but other areas are still catching up. And yeah, I can relate to that because I definitely still think about when I was working in New York and New York money is different than money down South, you know. I'm sure. Uh, I like to think about when I was working in New York and I have my savings account with a couple thousand, with several thousand dollars in it. I still think about that to this day. I'm like, (laughs) if I was working as a nurse right now, I could be doing that. I'd be banking. But at the same time, it's like, be real with yourself. Like, you weren't happy. Like, your bank account might not look like that right now, but you have gained so much more and like oh that comparison is so dangerous Mm -hmm. yeah so I get that and I appreciate your transparency because 
I want somebody to know like it's okay to have moved forward in one area and still be working on some other things like that's okay yeah it's fine so how did you get back up to where you are today even though you are still striving for bigger and better things Mm -hmm. and they are coming in due time you're still not where you used to be so what has helped you to get to where you are today focusing more on my wellness and then allowing it to become my purpose I think so many people say focus on your purpose all the time but mine has been focusing on my wellness focusing on becoming more self-aware who I am focusing on me making sure that you are right before you're able to tangibly or physically fix or do anything with everyone else. So this transition, it actually helped so much because I had to focus on me. I had to take that time and crown my face and say, what is that that I need to change about? How can I get better as a person? And getting better as a person means I eliminated people, things, and places that no longer serve me good. I took those things out of my body. But also walking in awareness, meaning that I got a story to tell. People need to hear this. Because that pain and anxiety and depression and suicidal thoughts that I went through within those years came from behind things in my childhood, too, that was never captured, that was never talked about. So it allowed me to be able to say, okay, yes, I'm in this breakdown. But I'm going to now take therapy, too, and I'm going to talk to someone because I had issues growing up. I was a sports kid, played everything, top-notch, coach sports and all that. But had my mom only came to one game. That's from elementary to college. And she came at halftime. Halftime. And by that time, I had done so great. Had 20-some points. They set me down. Had my brother to come over there and tell me and say, Mom said she left work early. Why you ain't at a game? Because I was so excited that she finally said she was coming. I played like crazy. But I was summa Kalani. I was team captain. I was everything. But my eighth grade year and my 12th grade year, coaches walked me down for my senior year. Not parents. Nobody. Those are things people don't talk about. But it was a feeling and a hurting feeling of looking in that crowd every game, knowing no one's going to be there, but just imagining a family member being there. Just imagining being helped. So that took on into those past three years of me imagining somebody was going to come help me because now I was struggling. But I'm so used to pouring into the family because I had this great job. But it conflicted back to what was going on in middle school and high school when nobody was there for me. But I made sure everybody else looked good. I made sure the job looked good because I was the coordinator, the program director. I made sure my family looked good because they can post about me and brag about all the great but I wasn't happy inside. So through that process, all this got me a chance to look at it and it opened me up to be able to talk to my mom. I didn't really have a relationship to my mom until I was like 26 or 27. I'm in my 30s now. And it wasn't until a year ago that I really told her, like, look, it was awful. I I know, thank you. I I did it. That was the same way I felt like I did it. And I had just to tell her, yo, it was awful growing up. She ended up getting married, have a stepdad. And I was just like, I never felt like that he cared for me. I never felt like I belonged in the family. 
But if I have not went through those three years, I have would not been able to express the things that I express now. So sometimes we look at pain as bad, but pain opened up a door for me to express and allow people to understand. Even though still, I'm going to be honest, my parents are like, oh, you just did you. You just want to complain. And if anything you guys take away with this, it's going to be everybody's not going to see your pain, your trauma is your pain, your trauma. Because they're not you. And that was something that I had to really cope with. Because I'm like, I'm crying out and telling you guys. And all I'm hearing from the family is, you're just complaining. Just get up and go get a job. You're just in your feelings. You know, you're overwhelmed. You could pay your bills. Everything was back to go get a job. And I'm like, it's bigger than, it's bigger than money. And I think that was another thing to push me instead of saying, no, I'm not going to go get a nine to five and do the norm. And, and nothing to anybody of being a corporate slave. I'd rather just slave for myself. Because you guys keep pushing money, but I'm showing you it's not the money, it's the purpose. It's the reason why I went into this. So because it's a purpose, I'm going to continue to push that purpose, but I'm going to push it through wellness by expressing to youth and young adults that it's okay to talk about what you're going on. Because if not, you're going to be me at 30-some years old for three years and I have know how to handle your stress. Not having someone to talk to. When I pushed myself and said, I'm going to talk about this and everything that I'm going through, guess what? For a whole year and a half, my family stopped talking to me. They just stopped up, started back talking to me this year. See, that's the stuff people don't know. And I still push. You'll still see me show up for social media. You'll still see me show up for other people. You still see me in, in groups and stuff doing things. Because I had to find for me and still show up for me and my well-being. Because if nobody did it while I was young, they're not going to do it now. I was going to add, and we see you investing in yourself as well. Yes. Thank you. And yeah. it's so important. And I tell people, you have to invest in yourself because no one is going to invest in you. Like, if you want to get to that next level, you got to get in the rooms. You got to get around people. And you got to get around the right rooms and people that have been through where you've gone, getting better, or actually showing you better ways. Because when I was still hanging with family members and friends, it was just still like, I'm still in this dump. But I'm like, no, I got to eliminate myself. I got to get around other people. I got to get around people that see greatness and want to be better. And, and, and I enjoy it because it's needed. But when people look back and hear my story, I'm like, we, we'd have never known. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. it's, it's there. Yes. I have a few thoughts that came up as you're speaking. So hopefully I remember them all because I didn't write them down. <laughs> but I was thinking about how like recently on social media, I have been seeing like more and more young athletes who they didn't have their family or parents mm -hmm. there for them and other people from their team or their community stepped in for them and like made sure that they had a place to sleep, that the gym was open, that they had food and, and I think it's so powerful because it it honestly sucks that like your mom wasn't there for your games growing mm -hmm. up. Like I can't only because I also was a student athlete and I know like mom or dad is going to be there. Right. So it's it's different. I can't even imagine like because the same thing like I played sports for so many years and to like not see my mom there like I just can't or my dad. I can't imagine that. But I think now 
as adults, like my takeaway is like show up for don't be afraid to show up for somebody else. Like if you see that young kid that needs some love and support, like don't be afraid to like step in for them. And you might do something little like pack that extra snack or lunch with your own kid for that other kid. But like those are the things that make such a big difference. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing I thought about. And also, it's just crazy. Like, whew, it's crazy. I know expressing your pain, and somebody's mm -hmm. like, "Oh, nah, like it's not that serious. It's not that deep." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That is very painful, and it can be really confusing because it's like I think the term is like gaslighting. I don't know where like you're saying something, and the person's like, "Oh no, that didn't happen. It wasn't like that." Wow. And then you start like questioning yourself. Mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah. like you said you question yourself and you start thinking was this the right time or was this the right place to do it and like you said just like a relationship I shouldn't have to question my feelings if I'm expressing to myself like expressing to you that these are the things that happened to me but also even though I have not forgotten I did forgive my mom and stuff so I'm like okay yeah you just didn't know unfortunately she had to not unfortunate but we have some nieces and nephews and her grandkids she go to their games and stuff but she said to me, Erica, I just didn't know how important this was to kids. Like, and it still tweaks me because I'm like, oh, you're calling me. Hey, I'm headed to the game. I'm like, I don't care. But, you know, I'm grown. But it's still that child in me. Like, you're making sure you have their schedules. You're sitting out. You're leaving. You and my stepdad. Y'all going to the field. Y'all cheer for them. I'm like, man, where was this when I needed it? I needed that. But I go back and say, no matter what we think, life is already set. It is written, which means I wouldn't be here being able to tell this story if they were there. God wanted me to go through this without that support system. He wanted me to be able to push this. And that goes to Coach Perry. I get a lot when people say, why Coach Perry? Coach Perry is so just hard to me. That I tell people that I can walk in place, stay like, what's your name? Sometimes I forget it. Look, I say Coach Perry. Just because during my time of need and life, Coach Perry was what birthed me. And like you said, I had coaches that walked me down the aisle. My coaches are even male coaches. I call them pops. I give them their flowers still while they're here. They noticed what was going on in my household. So they picked me up. They dropped me off. I had a coach that made sure that I not only made B's, but A's to just get in the game. I mean, my eighth grade year, my coach, and I'm sitting there, got my report card, gave to him. We're playing one of the top schools that we're competing against, and we get red. I take off my jersey, and I'm running. He's like, sit down. I'm like, what's up, coach? Sit down. And as he sit down, and he leaned over to me and said, you know you made a B, right? I'm like, yeah, but coach, your game got to start. It's like, you, you're not playing it. What you mean? He said, I can't allow you to settle for anything less than life because your life is unique. So you got to give 110% every time. And he said, guess what? When we take this L, I want you to think about that the next time. That because whatever you're part of, your leadership, and you being you has to be 110%. Because no one is counting on you. Not even your family. And I was just like, yo. Okay. Okay. It hurt it. I'm crying. I'm mad on the bench and everything. But it gave me understanding. 
Now I go into high school and this particular coach give me to my other coach and say, hey, take care of my daughter now. Take care of her. And he did that. The same thing will push me. Made sure both of them will come together because guess what? My mom never didn't pay for my packages for school. She may have gave me 10, 20, and when she could with money. In the beginning, we was a single parent home. But my coach said, hey, you keep up your grades. You do what you got to do. They paid for my stuff. So guess what I did? As I became an adult, I became that coach that coaches were to me. I walked kids down eighth grade and senior night. I understood and I was transparent. Some of the girls would be crying and they'd be like, Coach Perry, how do you understand? Because I am she. I'm looking at you. You are a mirror. You are a reflection of me. So I went through this pain to understand. So when I see you break down because your mama had came in that door with your senior stuff, I know that feeling. So guess what? In the locker room, I got you a basket. I got you. Because I understand that. When kids was coming to practice and didn't want to leave, and we'll say, hey, we leaving at three. And they say, coach, can we stay two more hours? I understood because you going through stuff at home. I was sexually assaulted growing up. I understood what it meant not to want to go home. So that pain pushed me to be able to see in other kids. It helped me to push other kids and let them know, you got to use this asset. This love you got for the game is going to take you to another level. But you got to love it so much for you. Can't nobody tell you that you can't do it because that's what I did. So because of sport, I had that academic scholarship and sports scholarship to go to college. If I didn't have that, who knows where I would have been. But it was already ready. So Coach Perry's love language with me because I was able to give to you something that was needed and given to me. So I love to hear Coach Perry. I mean, I was at a meeting and the lady was like, that's not your real name? Ma'am, you don't understand my story or my pain. Coach Perry birthed the woman that's sitting in front of you. Not because of who I was as a player, but the pain and what I gave back and I'm giving back to the now. That's my purpose. But again, I had to walk into wellness to identify that purpose. So every pain that I went through and becoming a better person is walking me to what I'm doing now. It's being there for athletes, allowing them to understand and know. Now, not only was I an athlete, but yeah, just three years ago, I contemplated suicide several times. But God. So when that kid in school said, man, I don't want to be here, I could sit to him and say, I know you don't want to be here, but I want you to look at me. So much is greater to come. Your story is not for you. Your story is going to help that next kid. Your story is helping me because I have the ability to talk to you and bless you. Because every time I talk to a kid, I tell a kid, I'm always a student. I'm not coming here to teach you or tell you. I'm here to engage in conversation and get you to understand you're not the only one going through pain. We all go through pain. It may be a little different, but we're going to get through it together. So Coach Perry is, is just, this unique. It's amazing to me. When I, Like I said, when I hear it, it's, it's, it's like birdseed. 
And I know a lot of people be like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, Coach K. Yeah, call me that. Let me know I'm doing God's work. I'm Coach K. I am her. She is me. I'm a reflection of the pain of every kid that I encounter. I know God put me there for a reason to coach him in some form of fashion. So, yeah. you know, I'd be going that. on and on, Jimmy. <laughs> you know, because, no, like I said earlier, and you already know, like, I have such a heart for, like, student athletes. And this week, I just released my episode with Mo. Um, Mo Let's speaks. go, Mo. And so, you know, we all have our athlete stories. And even in my book, I share about what I went through playing basketball over the years. And I had some really great coaches and I had some not so great coaches and I share that all. So to hear about you as a coach and the coaches that you had growing up, it just like fills my heart because it's like, that's the type of people that we need. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think that, I think some people, they just coach because they love the game and they want to win. It's like an ego boost for them. And they don't really realize that it's so much deeper than that like you have the uh, opportunity to impact a life mm-hmm. for real and I don't think some people have realized that like to this day my coach from my freshman year of college like still checks on me like he still texts me out the blue like hey Yo, how you learning. doing yeah and like on the flip side I think about like some of my not as good coaches and it really felt like they didn't care. Like all, mm-hmm. all they wanted to do was win or mm-hmm. my one coach, I I don't know what she had going on in her personal life or what, but it definitely came onto the court. Cause we just never knew like what kind of mood she was going to be in. Who she and, was going to be from day to day. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it did not create a safe space for us. And it was mm-hmm. really sad because we love basketball. Like we're division three athletes. Yeah. We play for love of the game, to be honest. Because we ain't getting no scholarships, but we right. love this game. And we had a coach just, like, steal our joy because the environment that she created. And so, like, I'll always, any chance I get, I'll always put the message out there that, like, when you have the opportunity to coach, mm-hmm. it's more than wins and losses. It's so right. much deeper than that. And so I love to hear. I tell that people, you- yes, all the time. I tell the people, being a coach is a calling. Mm. Like, it really is something that you are called to do because you are leading. You, like you said, these are you. You're leading. You're helping them build character, leadership, and who they are as a person. And if you're not ready to lead a flock, then you don't need to do it. Because just as well as I had good, I also so happened my 11th grade year as I transitioned into playing other sports. I ended up getting a bad coach too. Then I stopped for a semester. And I was just like, I was done. So you have those bad coaches, and I've coached with horrible coaches. I've coached with some coaches that only wanted to win. As I produced and started doing more in this area of working with athletes, as you said, and also the coaches of providing that safe and good space for the kids to be able to grow, to be able to learn, and be okay with you as a coach. But when you're a coach and you're not self-aware of who you are and the things that you got going on in the house, you can't be there. So I'm always working with coaches, too, and doing professional development for them. Of, let's become self-aware of who you are first. Because some of y'all just here because you homeboy, homeboy, or you homegirl, homegirl, and they just brought you in. Or just because you played sports before. Yes, it's good to play sports. But everybody that plays sports can coach. 
Especially yeah. if you ain't dealt with a lot of things that you got going on. Exactly. So it was a point where I had to stop coaching with a group. Like I had my own AU team. And I had to, at that point, again, another trial God put me through, I had to let that go. Because I had coaches around me that were so amazed at trophies. And I was like, it's bigger than this. And then I had parents mad at me because some of the kids that was great players, but if you disrespecting one of the staff and you disrespecting me, I don't care how great you is, you sitting down. I had a parent come in the, uh, during halftime, walk across to me and say, hey, you need to put my child in. Ma'am, a teacher just told me she disrespected her. Not once, not twice, but three times in the classroom. We're not going to tolerate that. I'm building leaders. I'm building young women. She's not going to get on the court and play and smile. And she just left out of classroom being disrespectful. At the same point of that, that same school, that assistant principal came to me and said, hey, Coach Perry, you want to get that bonus? You're going to need to keep playing her. I said, oh, man. So you coming at me about a couple of more hundred dollars? You must don't know how big and how great my God is. Because with the salary we make, and I stay outside of the city, that's gas money to me. Half of my money goes back to the kids anyway because I know that God is going to put me in the predicament to pull back and buy other kids' shoes and everything because that was done for me. So I was like, yeah. That's why it's now two and a half years. I have not been coaching. It was hard at first, but I love it now because I'm walking in a different path. But it was needed for me to get away from that area because I wanted so much more for my youth. But I had the coaches and some of the principals too, like, Coach Perry, we got to win. We ain't really worried about all that other stuff. We need to get these trophies. You know, it's like, yeah, just like, I have the most respect for you for that because that says a lot about your character and who you are as a woman. And that's huge because, yeah, like money comes and goes, but your character, like, that's something that is worth more than money. So shout out to you for that. And I'm happy that you brought it back to self-awareness because that's exactly what I was thinking. Um, even recently, I had um, a meeting with somebody about doing a leadership position, I'll just say. And because I finally feel like I'm in that place. Because again, mm -hmm. back to self-awareness, I know I'm in a season where I do have something to give. It's, it is my time to serve in, you know, servant leadership because Yes. Yeah, I got to I got to throw that in there cuz that's really what <laughs> it is. And I was talking to the lady and she was like, "Yeah, you know, I just stepped into this position. I think I'm going to be changing some things up because the people who are leading currently, some of them it's like they just whoever was here before, they were just taking anyone and everyone. And as you know, like there's certain qualities or you know, certain things that a leader should be doing that some of Right we're not doing and I completely understood that and in my head I'm thinking "Ooh, these people are about to be upset when they <laughs> find out they're getting asked to step down and yes. I, I've been on both sides of it because I understand mm -hmm. when you think you're doing something good and then somebody comes and says hey let's have a seat <laughs> you're right. like what excuse me mm -hmm. but on the flip side it's like if only those people knew what a gift they're being given the opportunity to step down and work on themselves and come back better because when you lead with your cup full it's just different so 
I love that you have that self-awareness to know like all right it's my season to step back and Mm -hmm. you know I posted a couple weeks ago like God opened the door for me to coach again because that's like something I want so bad like I would just love and he will yeah yeah and the same thing for you like when the time is right that opportunity is gonna come together and it's gonna be way better than before and also Mm -hmm. from the student athlete perspective like when we were in Atlanta together I realized so I was listening to everybody's stories and what they've been through and I was like you know I don't have a crazy story like my story is not very traumatic I don't have a lot of childhood traumas but when you talk about resilience, when you talk about grit, when you talk about hustle, I feel like I got that. So where did it come from? I had to ask myself, like, where did it come from if if not from trauma? And it just showed me, like, there's other ways to get those qualities outside of pain. And I thought that was such a powerful revelation. Um, and, and it's true because, like, uh, as a student athlete, I definitely have my share of let's call them moments to learn humility <laughs> right 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 and life and, lessons I mean, like, yeah, like you said exactly. it may not be the same of everyone else's story but you had something to get to that level you know more now doing it in more of the speaking field I'm always thinking of how can I reflect or relate to someone else that's in front of you so your audience are going to be people in front of you that looks like you or may have gone through some of the things that you personally gone through that doesn't mean it has to be extreme trauma like anyone else, but it's some young lady that's just like, I don't know how to get over this breakup. And that's something that's like, girl, let me tell you. Yeah. And once you continue to walk in your wellness, your purpose will be given to you. The people around you will be given. And it's like, man, like so many things are coming to me now that's solely related to mental health and mental wellness. And I'm just like, this is mind-blowing how it was coming. And I was saying on the Zoom yesterday, I was like, they came in so quick. That's a little scary. Some pay, some are not paid. Uh, But it's just like everything is aligning on what I need to do. But let me tell you how great and how specific the creator is. So I've been saying before we talk, like, I got to work out, I got to work out, I got to do all this stuff. So that's been a huge thing with me. Like, you got to get back fit as you talking about health you're talking about with. Yesterday I had two calls of a young man because I coach boys too. I specialize in working with female athletes as it comes to mental wellness and mental performance, but I sh- I don't shy away from the boys. And a young man called me and was like, hey, Coach Perry, I'm doing a major project um, to get money and be able to go to Washington, but I need a mental health mentor. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know. He was like, no, Coach, I'm actually you. And I was like, Oh, sure. You know, took my horn. So he's like, I'm going through this project. We'll be beating. If I get this money, they're going to fly us out. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yo, no, we got to do it because I'm about to act a fool. So I'm getting excited about this. I'm talking to this young man that still, he's now a junior, but in the ninth grade, I met him and talked with him and knew about the things he was going through. Now he's going through a big project. He's like, him and his mom was like, there was no better person to help him with this but you, Coach Perry. Like, we want you to be a part of it. Later on, I got a call from a group that I work with and was like, hey, we're coming back into the schools in January. We want to know, can we put you on contract? Sure, what are we talking about? How can we put mental health back into the school? And I'm like, man, everything's just coming along with it. 
But then they go and say, but we're going to do an activity part like a relay. I said, oh, you're trying to be funny, Lord. So I really got to work out now because I can't get showed up by these students. But so many things are aligning just in that area with things that I want to do because I'm focused on the well-being of me. I can't help but help other people in their well-being too to get to that next level. Yeah, and I think that goes back to hurt people hurt people, but heal people Mm. heal people. And so, because for you to help other people heal and be well. So I love that. And I just want to ask, like, transparently or not transparently, but like, what's the word? Like, clearly, because I like to make the advice or whatever tangible. So it's very clear to somebody like what they can do. So for the person who is dealing with uncertainty, with anxiety, with depression, like what can they do right now to help them move forward? One of the things that this is what I actually teach to my youth before we even started to our courses is one self away. I know it's our cliche, you guys have heard me say it, but I'm being on self-aware. That is the first thing. I want you to ask yourself, what are my strengths? What are the things that I need to get better in? What's holding me down right now? Like become self-aware of you because you can battle with anything. But if you're not certain the reason why you're battling with this, you will never get to the next step, which is a growth mindset. You got to develop that growth mindset after you're aware. Like once I became aware that, okay, I'm sitting in this pool of depression because of a job loss. But how do I grow to get to the next level? My scruff was understanding, one, I am who's I am. Two, I have the degree and understanding so I can still do this. A job do not have to connect me to that service. I had to become self-aware of the qualities that I had. I know I could speak, but I don't know the correct way and all. That's why I'm still gaining more information. I had to become self-aware of that. So what are the things that you need to become self-aware about yourself? What are those things that are actually hurting and why they're hurting? You're saying that you don't have clarity. What do you want clarity in? Become more direct. Because when you just say things instead of asking a question, you can't find solutions. So if I'm asking myself, what do I need clarity on? That means that I'm asking myself a question. I need clarity on understanding who I am. Okay, how will I do that? Growth mindset. I got to get into different rooms. I got to get into different circles. I got to read more. I got to eliminate friends. Because again, if I'm a student, I need to get better with clarity because I'm about to flunk out because of all these fights. Okay, that's awareness. Now your growth mindset. I need to let Shay go. I need to let Tasha go because they're not doing me anyway. And once they let them go, now I can focus more on my wellness and making me happy. Because I'm in a better spot because I let things go, but I got to gain something else, which means taking care of me more understanding me more doing things that i need exercise working out meditation more prep but you have to go through those cycles self-awareness what is that i need okay what is my growth mindset how will i continue to grow since i'm aware of the trauma the things and that i'm going through how do i grow that means counseling 
reaching out and me talking to someone. Once I get those things, now I focus on the wellness, which is continuing to get better. And that's also another thing I educate my students and adults because we hear mental health. Mental health is like psychological, sociological, sociological, sociology, and emotional aspects. Okay. I get hype, y'all. When I get hype, I get tongue tied. If you're in front of me, I may be spitting and everything. So you have your mental health with your psychological, sociological, and emotional aspect. So which means that's a whole embody. When we hear mental health, we get afraid, especially in our community. Oh my gosh, he got mental health. That doesn't mean you're running around in the street. Mental health is just the overall terminology of everything that you got going on. And your wellness is how do you handle and cope with strategies and things to make sure your mental health is at a positive mental health. So you can't get a positive mental health unless you focus on your mental wellness. But the thing about mental wellness, unless you're self-aware of what you need to work on, which is your growth mindset, you can never get well. So those kind of goes into the areas that I would say a person needs to work on if they're focusing on clarity, you know, breakup, abuse, anything of that nature. Use those three things, jot those down, and you will continue to find solutions. Not the problem. The questions are to help you find solutions. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, my throat. <laughs> Anyways, my voice just decides to not come out sometimes. But by, side note, I lost my voice the day after my birthday, and that was so humbling. But anyways. Oh, uh, you um, must was acting a fool for you to lose I your wasn't voice. even. You That's the crazy that? part. I was not even. I was just like, God, what is this? But what I was going to say, <laughs> uh, I just had a little flashback. I really think God did that to humble me before I go into this next chapter. <laughs> he was like, you better be wise with your words because I'll take your voice. <laughs> oh. But yeah. Anyways, uh, I love that it's not like self-awareness is great, but I think like self-awareness could also be like a prison or like useless if you don't use it properly because it's like okay it's good that you are able to answer all these questions but it has to translate into action and it just reminds me of talkers versus doers because I feel like the being self-awareness going through all those questions that's the talking part but what's really going to help you is when you start taking the actions based Mm -hmm. on what you know about yourself so that just reminded me of that and also you mentioned before how you had to like eliminate people things and places that no longer served you and I think I can only speak to the person who believes in God, because if you don't believe in God, I don't I don't really know what to tell you. But for the person who believes in God, I want to encourage that person because we have this this lack mentality, this poverty mentality that when we get rid of things, we're going to go without. We're going to be missing something. But it doesn't work like that with God. Like when you get rid of some things, you make space for him to replace it with something better and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when we do the subtraction that's our math god deals in multiplication so it's gonna be more than and even fast like you talked about speed how fast these opportunities is coming Mm -hmm. because you got rid of the things that was no longer serving you so i love that the last serious question that i have is what does it look like to you to live life with no filter and just authentically be yourself if I can first be really transparent, um, 
it hurts sometimes. And then I'm going to say, it's amazing. And I know, listen to this, you guys are like, this is so complex. I would say it hurts sometimes because living in that area, a lot of people don't understand. So let's go back to the people, things, and places I've eliminated. I'm very, uh, trying to say the right word because I'm always thinking about things like this with my parents and stuff because they do a lot more now watching things I'm on because they know that I'm talking about these things. And, you know, our family speakers, nobody wants that. So the hurt is I can't talk to them like I want to because I don't want to hurt myself so I don't speak about certain things. And when I do, I'm just that I'm direct and I'm authentic. And it hurts their feelings. And I'm okay with it now, but it's still because it's a distance with family. But me learning and understanding, you are birthed in a family. That doesn't mean you have to always be family. And that's the hurt part, but that's my growth because I had to become self-aware of who I am to be able to grow, to be okay with it. And then that excitement comes because I'm walking in my purpose. I'm walking in my identity and I'm walking in my truth. Nobody can take my truth away from me. Nobody can take the power of God have on me. So I'm okay with it. So do I ponder sometimes and be like, mm, I know they ain't going to invite me to their dinner because they don't want me to say that. But then I kick back and say, I, I saved a lot of money by teaching Geico. You know, so those are the kind of different filters and feelings that you know I express with it. But overall, it's great because I can truly be me. I can truly talk my talk. It took me to 30-some years for me to tell my story to people. It took me for 30-some years for me to cry over those stories. And it took me for 30-some 30, 30 years to understand my story got to be told. It will continue to be told. So, yeah. I love that. I also appreciate how you kind of deal with, like, both sides of something. And I like to do that, too, when I am aware of something. Because I think sometimes we can be a little oversimplified or just say like something is this, but really like something can be X, Y, Z and also ABC. And let's talk about uh -huh. both sides. And so I really appreciate that you do that in your answers because that's something I like to do as well. And yeah, um, you reminded me, oh my gosh, hopefully the thought stays with me, but like how when you are operating authentically, like not everybody can relate to that because a lot of people don't be out here being authentic. And it just reminds me of how it's like two ways I've heard it said. Like one way is that you can't expect honesty from people who lie to themselves. And oh. then the other way is like people will only meet you as deeply as they've met themselves. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like we are talking that talk, dude. You better. <laughs> That's what yeah. I'm like, that's what I saw. Like, that's what I'm hearing as I'm listening to you. Mm -hmm. It's like, as much as you would love for your family to, I don't know, like properly apologize or like be mm -hmm. more supportive, whatever. It's like, maybe they're just not capable yet. Maybe one day, who knows? But th like, 
that's up to them to do that. The self-awareness and work that you've done for yourself, they have to do that for themselves too. They have to do it. And that's something I had to come to grip with. They would never understand because they haven't had help. I know it's everything because God has gave you proclaimed that it's everything my mom would do. But until she get help with it, she won't be able to understand or help me because she got things that she's put in her closet and just said, let it be gone. And that's the same thing you know, for some of you guys that are in relationships. I'm big on it. If your mate have shown any signs that they need counseling and they don't get it, that's not for you. Because that means that they're not dealing, willing to deal with some of their problems and issues that they got going. Because you cannot help or beat anybody with anybody if you have not worked on you. Like, you come first. You come first. Yes. Yes. Come on, I zone. You come first. I can't be a great mate, sister, friend to you if I'm not whole or healing. Don't mean that stuff ain't going to happen because it's life and life be life. But you got to come grips with who you are as a person. You have to get help. Tell my parents them all the time, y'all go get counseling. Counseling helps you and allow you to be able to see things and talk about things in a different manner. That's why I'm so deep on my self-aware because I've talked to people. So you have to be able to get help for you to be able to do things. And I'm big on that on relationships. Oh, you don't think you need help? You don't need counsel? Uh-huh. Okay. Because we ain't going to play these games. We ain't going to play these games back and forth where you feel like you know everything and you're good in this area, but you got all this going on. No. I need a helpmate. And you not working on you is not helping me. It's hindering my success. And anything that's hindering me, oh, it's a problem because I work too hard to be here, but you're going to work on your own or you're going to work alone. That's period. Period. <laughs> and, you know, I I try not to be overly churchy, but like as a Christian, we love to like tell people like, do not be unequally yoked. And then we just think like, okay, like that means don't be with somebody who's not a Christian. But it's actually so mm. much deeper than that. It's really like yeah. what you just said. Like if you know that you have that growth mindset, you're self-aware, you're humble, you can't be with somebody who's not those same things. And I say that from experience mm. because I've always been the same way like all right what do I need to do how do I need to invest in myself like I'm meet with my therapist blah 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 and then I got into a relationship with my daughter's father who his brain doesn't work like that and um in the bible they talk about being equally yoked so it's like um if you have a field or something you have like two oxen that will plow but if mm -hmm. the two oxen are not both working like the one oxen is just going to stay there. The one oxen who wants to do the work is not going to be able to go far. It's just going to go in circles because it wow. doesn't have that partner helping it carry the load. And it's literally that same exact way in life. Like mm -hmm. if you know that you have clear vision, self-awareness, growth mindset, you have goals and stuff, and then you get with somebody who is not on that same level, it's going to hinder how far you could really go Definitely. or you're going to end up going in circles. Mm -hmm. definitely no circus because then like we was talking about earlier you start second guessing yourself yeah. am I being too much am I doing the most do I need to change something do I need to tone this down like I gotta compromise now what are we compromising when I'm just asking you to be in a relationship you work on you you working on you means 
that's bettering us. And I'm telling you, please don't put me before you. I want you always to be first. And you know, you get people, I die for them. No, don't die for me. Don't care for me. I want you to love you first and let me come. <laughs> so we helping each other get to that next level. Yeah. But I can't help you if you're not self-aware. You can't help me if I'm not self-aware of where I want to go and be. Ooh. Like, yeah, yeah we, we got to have direction, baby. Like, let's talk about this. And yeah. I used to shy away from that. But now when I first meet people, people be like, oh, you going to run them away. Couple of days or two. So, baby, let me let. So, do you do you go see somebody? Do you talk to somebody? You have some trauma in your family, things going on that you may want to talk about. Let's go ahead and get this out now. I like to go ahead and talk about now because energy is crazy too. You can get around people that got bad energy, things going on with their their family, their self, and the world off on you. So, I go ahead and ask the question. Don't even take the time because, first of all, I'm a full time entrepreneur, my time is short. And the time I give you, I may be thinking about how many other things I could have did. So let's make this work. Yeah, your time is valuable. Yes. Yeah. And also, you remind me, first of all, that whole like, oh, you're going to scare them away. Okay, well, if they're not really for me, like, is it, it's not really a loss. It's mm-hmm. like, it goes back to the whole, like, to me, I think it goes back to having, um, quality over quantity right i'd rather have yeah. some one person of high quality than a bunch of eh, okay there are right options because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. there's always gonna be plenty of okay people but i don't want okay that was never enough for me so i mm. hate that whole like oh you're gonna scare them away you're gonna intimidate them okay well if they're scared or intimidated they wasn't for me like but also you just reminded me one show that me and my sister like to watch is um the amazing race and i don't know if you ever watched that but it's like there's all these teams they got two people and they gotta like race around the country or the world honestly different countries and complete these different tasks and it's very interesting to watch the different dynamics that come out amongst the teams and in this last season there was a two sets of brothers and these one brothers, you could tell like they had been through things that they hadn't really properly dealt with. And it showed because they were like mm-hmm. emotional and like, I don't know, arguing and stuff with each other. Not even, not even, but just the things that some of the things that they said, it was like, oh, something's a little off there. Like, oh, like, I don't, I don't know if I could live without him. And like, he means so much, to me. but some something about the way they said it, it was like, they need to find themselves a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Whereas the brothers who end up winning, they had such a beautiful healthy dynamic you could tell they were like cultured and just like like they have done some work on themselves and it shows it shows but anyways work shows and people when you when you've done it and done it well and like you said definitely maybe need some work but also some things that may have happened with them growing up and they had to lean on each other so that's all they know but now you become an adult and you got to be able to cut that umbilical cord from each other to be able to not only just survive, but they needed to thrive and they didn't win because they didn't thrive because they used to survive with each other. Exactly. Okay, now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I got three really quick questions. Do you have time for them? It's real quick. These are the fun questions because we done got into a lot of deep stuff and yeah. whew, 
it was good. It was real good. But I like to ask some some more lighthearted questions. So I really like to travel. I don't know about you, but I love to travel. So if you could go anywhere in the world right now, where would you go? One place I would go right now is Africa. I really want y'all. Um, I've seen pictures and shout out to my nonprofit. You talking about it. I have two young ladies from Nigeria that's in my nonprofit. And they travel, they show pictures of Nigeria and Africa all the time. Definitely would be something that I would want to know. Okay, nice. I love that. And I also like to ask for a song recommendation. So it could be something that's kind of like an anthem to you that always, you know, gets you through. Or like something you just had on repeat lately. Mm -hmm. Either or. Pass the mic. If you only knew. Hey. Hey. That's my right there. If people only knew what I've gone through. I don't think I heard that one, but I really love Big by Oh yeah. Pastor Mike. Big That's is another, but I'm check that out after this. If you only knew by Pastor Mike is is definitely so. Okay, cool. And then the last thing I like to ask is for a book recommendation. So again, it could either be something that you read recently or something that you read whenever, but it really just changed your perspective. Mm. Um, I want to say one is I'm a, I'm gonna do a shameless plug. One is how to influence people. Um, oh, I can't think of his name. How to influence people and friends. Yeah, that is a good book. I'm in the midst of reading that. Also, Jerry, you got your book out too. So most definitely, Anna, we we want to put your book out there too to make yeah. sure you're getting that. And I got to get in on that. I think that's one of the biggest things that I've been doing right now is finding different things that I can read. Uh, to take that time out, especially going in the area that I'm going and basically forming a new environment. So influencing and talking to new people is something that is different, even though I like it. It's just on another level. So I'm really working on that part. I love that. That book is a classic. I haven't read it yeah. yet, but I've definitely heard of it because its reputation is just yeah. real good. Like, I got it's too many. Um, uh, yeah, I, I see another one too. The Millionaire by Rachel Rogers is a good but it's Oh, yeah. Yeah. I read that one. Enough. That was good. Okay. Thank you for adding that one because nobody's ever said that book, but I have read it and it, it did make me think bigger. And also, thank you for plugging Thrive because absolutely, okay, we got to stop surviving and start thriving. And I'll yeah. put the link in the show notes for you to get mm -hmm. your copy. Everybody get their copy. But, anyways, yeah, that's all I got. Do you have thank any you. last well, thank words you so much. anything that you want to add or you feel like you already laid it all out? Like, Yeah, I, I thank you so much for this opportunity. It's always a blessing uh, to be able to speak. Anytime you like to have me again, please do so as I got so many great things uh, coming up and going. As I spoke about my nonprofit, we have a huge project that we got coming up that we have been blessed with a grant. Because I specialize with female athletes. I know, right? Starting in January, I will be going within Birmingham, the Jefferson County District, working and surveying female athletes. The goal is to provide to our community that more needs to be there for female athletes. So they will be surveyed on their understanding of mental health and mental wellness. And from there, the goal is to get projects in all our high school and collegiate programs that do not have them that are serving our young ladies with mental health. Again, it's nothing with young males. I coach, but as a female, I've been through that process of the depression and the overwhelm. And just our females still now, we do not get the notarized uh, 
deleted information as our males keep, you know, on it, especially in more smaller colleges and in those areas. So my focus right now are those D3s and D2s in the high schools. I know some of the other D1s and all that. You guys have amazing people, but what about the one that does not have all this accolade and money coming back to the school? These young girls need just as much. I went to a JUCO, and we had some of the wildest coaches, and I probably drunk more then than I did ever in my life. Mm-hmm. And nobody was there to help out. So those are the things of why I'm pushing to give back. So I'm excited about this grant. Like I said, this is going to be huge. It's going to span for about three months. Then we'll be getting together with all the AD coaches and directors on how can we transition and make this better for our community. Um, so I'm so excited about this. I think this is going to be so dope. It's going to open so many doors. Another great thing just to be on the lookout. Um, Talkers version doors, our door bags. We've already been delivering them to some schools. But my goal going into the new year is I am a door bag. So those are going to be specific for female athletes. I will love as I'll be dropping a GoFundMe. So y'all here first in January too. To be able to get a band that actually travel from state to state, city to city, dropping these bags off, asking people to donate. The bags are ranging from between ten to twelve dollars, but it's going to be drawstring bags. They're going to have mental health wellness tips, strategies, resources, also healthy eating and things for these female athletes. So those are some great things that I'm working on that I'm excited about coming into the new year to really push and allow the space of mental health and mental wellness to be discussed among our youth, young adults, like everyday normal conversation. That's amazing. And congratulations on that grant, because that's huge and it's going to impact so many lives. When we buy the Talkers vs. Doers gear, does that benefit your uh, nonprofit? Oh, I'm glad you said that. Yes, uh, the percentage of the shirts does go to the nonprofit. They are custom-made shirts. As she was saying, this is a different kind of feel on it. And you can also get them, I know, I've had some people order them to go along with their flights or their sheets or whatever, so they are customized to your colors, but they do, a percentage do go to the nonprofit so we can be able to do things of this nature. That's why next year you guys will see more merch where we have shorts, sweats, all that we're looking to get actually gear for the female athletes. There's going to be dual athletic gear to be able to have that so everything will go back into the pool of us being able to spread more mental health awareness, especially to our more Juco colleges and things that we know that are struggling but can't afford to get the services of all the colleges. Perfect. So I'm definitely going to put your information on how we can connect with you and support definitely. your brand because when we, it's, it's good ground. When we support you, we're supporting so much bigger and so much more. So yeah, I'm definitely right. going to drop those links in the show notes and thank you again for coming through yeah. and sharing your story and just encouraging us today thank you thank you this is awesome i look forward to coming back i look forward to yes we'll need updates soon all right Mm -hmm. bye